man. It's the best date I've been on, yo. Uh, um, I'm sorry, date? Right? I asked you out. You said yeah. No, it's not a date. I just got a relationship. I'm not really dating right now. I thought you knew that. Wanna be single and is, is that okay? Yeah. No, that's cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. We just we just two friends enjoying a drink, right? Right. Cool. Cheers, that. Oh, I'm so glad you took that so well. All the guys that got all the hate girls in the back, you know. Excuse me. Respecting my wishes. Everything good? No, everything's not good. I'm sorry. Come on over there. No problem. Can you give me a favor? She had on her tab, put what I had on my tab. I was just a four, but this isn't a f***ing date. And since it's not a date, we're just two f***ing friends enjoying a f***ing meal. Then maybe she can go pay for her own shit. Am I right or wrong? Now, let me ask you this. When you go out with your friends, you don't pay for their shit, right? You pay for your own shit. Because you guys are friends on dates i pay for dates see she must think that i'm boo-boo with food she's thirsty she didn't have no money she wanted to go out tonight as a matter of fact let's take this a step further she got dressed look at her fine as f titties out arms out back out got my dick hard the entire evening and now you gonna tell me it's not a date i got dressed for this shit look at me i'm fine as f and you're gonna tell me it's not a date if it wasn't a date i could have just worn sweatpants and sneakers and a goddamn t-shirt not this multicolored Dashiki. Then on top of that, also her telling me it's not a date. I use my best jokes. She's sitting up here cracking the up laughing. <laughs> Sounded like Woody the Woodpecker. I hate her goddamn laugh. And I gotta put up with this shit all night and it's not a date. Look at all the shit I did for it not to be a date. The last thing I'm gonna do is pay because it's not a date. So if it's not a date, do me a favor. Take the check, take the checks, split it in half. If it's not a date, pull out your goddamn purse. You got that. Thank you. Sorry, I had to go through that. That's straight disrespectful. Two checks. Come back. So you were saying? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay. I'm in a great mood. I can tell. Is this guy Welly over here? I don't know what's going on in his life. How, how was your week, sir? How was your week? This week? This week. Man, this week is going by kind of slow. Just, it's a little less eventful than your last week. This week is the, the type of week that if somebody asked me how my day was going, I'd be like, it's okay. <laughs> that was it? Yeah. No no, no detail or no, no elaboration? No, no, it's nothing. It's been pretty blah. It's spring break. Huh? Well. This is good for your trash ass week. I guess you know St. Patrick's Day we can all pretend to be Irish and get drunk, so that's something to look forward to. I did get a T-shirt, so what type of T-shirt you got? Little cheap ass T-shirt off Amazon, it's like five bucks. Damn, it's green. That's all that matters. I'm gonna wear white. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, whatever, whatever you try like. to come up to me and pinch me, you get dropped. <laughs> yeah, that that pinching shit, bro. That like really? Like as an adult, you shouldn't do that. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch. Everybody keep their hands to themselves. Let me tell you something, man. I did have an interesting uh, Friday night. Um, I had uh, went, snuck off, went to a bar. And uh, when I went to the bar, I, I went in there, and like my intention was I'm going to get this anger orchard, and I'm just, you know, drinking. You know, I went by myself, but it looked like I was because the person I was with is useless. But um, I went to the bar, and as I was getting the drink, this this Caucasian woman was very, very sloppy. She came up to me and she was like, hey, you know, it's like she's caressing my arm. And she's like, are you by yourself? And in my mind, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, no, my homeboy here with me. 
and she's like, she's like, oh, okay. She's like, what's your name? And as I'm about to say what my name was, another female behind me, like, kind of like taps, grabs me in a way. And she just looks at me and says, have you seen Get Out? <laughs> I just, that's, that's you. I just died laughing. I was like, she can't be for real. Like, that shit was funny. Like, that made my night. She, she was trying to warn you. Look, Yeah, yeah, look. she was like, you don't want these problems. You don't want these problems. That, yeah, she, yeah. She's already felt you up. She's going to get your name. She asked me how long. She's going to tell you her name is Rose. <laughs> and your life is going to be in shambles. I'm going to be in the sucking place. In the sucking place. Chilling. <laughs> like, oh boy. Like, she lucky. <laughs> Got to enjoy it. <laughs> she, but I think that that actually was really funny. And she's a listener now. so. Oh, oh, look at you. Look at you marketing. Oh, man. I'm no boundaries, man. It's Spread always on my mind. Spread the words. Oh, Goddamn right. Yeah. Well. Goddamn right. And I'm actually, I was actually about to post that uh, to have, win a gift card, but I'm not going to do it at the end of the month. I'm going to do it like when I fucking feel like it. If I feel like we got enough people posting it, I'm going to just choose somebody that might be like in the middle of the month. But other than that, I mean, yeah, spread the fucking word. True. So to the to the, to that intro. No, let me, let me stop, man. Okay, stop me then. Go ahead. Please forgive us for that horrible episode that we put out last week. Oh, <laughs> that for some reason is doing better than all our other episodes. I hated that episode, bro. I, I, thought really, that, I thought that episode was fantastic. Oh, shit. Fan-freaking-tastic. I mean, go on with your intro, man. I, 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 have, <laughs> I, saw, I got gems of, of some stories, bro. Like, I have jewels. Like, these are classic stories. I'm not going to give y'all any this week, maybe. So we got a story time, too, coming. Maybe. We might. We might. The, the life and times oh, of Jay. Oh, God. Shoot me now. What Andre 3000 say? A life in the day? Yeah, one of those. Go with your intro. Man. Anyway, so so the intro, pretty funny video. If you if you seen the video, you know exactly what's going on. It's a guy and the girl. They're at a table laughing, cracking up, whatever. Bring the check. You heard how it went. So at what point do you realize this is not a date? For him, it was when the check came. Well, no, it was before the check came because he's he you know when it said, oh, this is a date, good day. She's like, whoa, 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 I'm just chilling. What point do you have to make that? That that um understanding understanding that agreement yeah reach that agreement that this is or is not a date I or would, is it just a feeling that you have I would because apparently these feelings were wrong. I mean, to me, once again, I'm, you know how I am. Like, come on, we man. know how you are. <laughs> like, if I hit up my homegirl and I tell her, "Hey, let's go get some drinks," I mean, that's that's not a date. Like, I'm not trying to go on a date with one of my homegirls. I'm just, I don't want to be with one of my homeboys. I'd rather be with the female gender right now because it might be that type of combo. So I'm inviting my homegirl out to get a drink or, or two. you might need a wing. Sometimes, oh, some, my, I, I haven't really. None of my homegirls are that cool to just come out with me and be my wing. They kind of suck. You know what? <laughs> you know what? what? I got a story. <laughs> oh, shit. So, Eddie Briscoe's sister played plays my wing. When I, when I, I, can when, see I was, that. when I was single, I can see she played that. my wing. Yeah. So, we it was this girl. She worked at Carabas, right? So I told I put on game. Told her what the plan was. Olive Garden. I agree. Told her what the plan was. So we get there, and. Tell the hostess, oh, you know, we need two, but we need this section. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's about a 30-minute wait for this section. Mm-hmm. And since she was playing wing for me, I said, you know what? We'll wait. I'm paying anyways. We're going to wait because now we got to see the plan through. 
So we wait, we get the section, and the girl recognizes me because we know each other. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. And then immediately, this is my cousin. You know, because you got to get that out there. So don't want I don't want you to think that I'm on a date because I came here to pick you. Oh, up. so that's a more fair wing. I just I just realized. Oh that. yeah, she yeah, is like your cousin. So yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is my cousin, such and such, such and such. This is such and such, right? So we sitting there chatting, and you know, um, you know, what what's your recommendations? She talking, and and this is why I love having Eddie Briscoe's sister played wing for me when she did, because mm-hmm. she goes straight in for the kill. Oh, you so cute. Who are you seeing? You ain't seeing nobody. My cousin ain't seeing nobody. Some people think that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I play off that so well. Mm-hmm. That was so what worked so well for me. So she's like, oh no. She's like, oh yeah, you know, I know him through this that this channel, you know, whatever. Cool. So we get our milk. You know, she's doing the milk and then just with the hey, what you doing Saturday night? I got tickets to this come show. You can go see the come show. Whatever. Oh yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, hit me up. Boom. So, back to what you were originally talking about. Sometimes that female company is a good wing for you. Other times you might be talking about some other stuff like you was talking about, whatever that was about. But that that, that female company played a good wing for me. Hmm. Hmm. Did I just teach you something? Did I just, <laughs> I teach just you something? I just, I keep or did you just that, judge me? No, I just keep forgetting that me and you have never really went out and like you haven't seen my wingman skills. I've not seen your wingman yeah, skills. Yeah, pretty, pretty good, man. Are you? Yeah, I've. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a position to, my to verify that. Let me take my New Year's. No. I had to take my New Year's off the record. Then okay. I it's not. Okay. It's not a suitable story for uh, no boundaries. So okay. it's that bad. Moving right <laughs> off. It along. is that bad. But yeah, man, that's 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 what's up. Man. I think I think to me, if I say if if I'm chatting up one of my homegirls, oh, what you doing? Yeah, I'm finna go catch this movie. Oh, I've been wanting to see that. You think you, you mind if I come along? That's not a date. No. Which means I anticipate you to pay for your own stuff because I'm paying for my own stuff. Actually, to me, friendship comes with a $20 max. And I say that it comes with a $20 max because nine times out of ten, I'm going to have to go to the ATM to get cash. Mm-hmm. And if I have to do anything over a 20, I'll probably use my card. Mm-hmm. And if I use my card, this is a date. Really? Friendship comes with a $20 max. That's interesting. I mean, like, common sense is twenty dollars at the door. Friendship is a twenty dollar max. Depending on how long we've been friends, I can understand that. Um, and depending if it's like a, a a buddy situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, it's gonna lead to somewhere. If it's not really a friend, it's more than a friend. But uh, I mean, for the most part, like if I'm going to movies with my homegirl, I mean, I may at least buy the tickets. It really depends on what mood I'm in. Just to be honest, like I could go out with my homeboys, and you know. Rounds could be on me, you know, a couple rounds could be on me, and I could be done for the night and just, you know, it is what it is. It all depends on if you go out with a generous mood. You say $20 max, but it depends maybe on how bored you are that day. You really just want to get the hell out the house. I mean, it just all depends. Like, I can't say $20 max, but I know for a fact that it's not something that's just going to keep happening over and over and over. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be hitting you up week after week after week. Yeah. Eventually, yeah, that true. just kind of turns into a, a date type of scenario. I honestly think... Dates are what you kind of, uh, if, if it's a date, it's established and you kind of know that the goal of this date is to get to, it, it, the goal of the date is to get intimate in a sense of y'all are trying to get closer to each other. Most of my homegirls, I'm already close to with them. Like, I feel like in that video, 
the thing that was funny about it to me was, I mean, we don't know the background, the background context. It's like, is this his first time ever going out with that girl, or is this a girl that had him in the friend zone for a long time? Like, we don't really know. Like, in his mind, he think he's coming out. Yeah, maybe, or maybe literally, like, it could be like the girl I just met the other day, and I hit her up. You know, like we're not at that level yet. We would have to talk a little bit longer, or maybe bump into each other again, actually establish some type of friendship before we say we could just hang. Because there's a different the thing the the, the verses here is hang versus dating. I think dating is more romantic. It's more ment- mentally you're planning to put on your best your best fit, and you're trying to go somewhere to where y'all can get you know closer to each other, get to know each other more. But a lot of times when you're hanging with somebody, you're hanging with somebody that you pretty much already know, and you're not really trying to get to know them any more than you know them. Like y'all just cool. Yeah. You know. You might saying? talk about the relationship problems you're having with other people. Yeah. You know. And once it gets to that point, I mean, you kind of know that y'all are just you just y'all just hanging. You know. But I kind of feel like even looking at that scene, like I would kind of say that he kind of was in the wrong somewhat because I I'm almost a hundred percent sure that he wasn't clear. You know, he wasn't like if you if you hit a girl up and say, hey, if, if I thought like you hit anybody up and say, hey man, you you want to go to Ruckers and then she's like, oh, I ain't doing that. Like you offered that, and you're like, you're kind of saying that you're bored, and you're like, hey, I want to go to Ruckers I just need some right. company. But now if you say something like. You know what you're doing Friday night. You know, oh, okay, cool. You know, I I, I kind of you know want to do something nice. You know, blah blah. blah. You kind of yeah, get yeah. The it's, it's a, it's a spur of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also I have a plan. I'm exactly. Plan. It's like me and I I didn't been out with some of my homegirls and with gym shorts on. And you're like, I ain't going on a date with no gym shorts and no freaking sweatpants. I can hit a hit up a female after the gym or something like that. And then it's like, I mean, that's not a date. You know, I'm just hanging. You know, so I kind of feel like. When that type of confusion comes about, then it's probably because somebody just wasn't clear from the beginning, and it's not. It's somebody. It's nobody's fault. fault. Yeah, well, it's, it's nobody's fault. fault. Yeah, you're right. It's nobody's fault. But yeah, that sucks though. I, I've always, I always laugh at that video because I mean, if I was in that situation and I was and I was like uncertain about something, and and it was like, you know, well, she, you shouldn't expect me to pay. Then like, I'm just hanging. Like, I mean, <laughs> like I said, man, it really all depends. I mean, imagine this scenario. But see, see me, I'm a nice guy. We know. So, like, if it, if the check came, I would probably be quiet and let her make that call. So if she said, oh, um, yeah, just one check, I'd let her make that call. I probably wouldn't let her pay, but she made that call. Mm-hmm. If she said, oh, it's two checks, I'm not going to argue with her if she says it's two checks either. Because I like my money just as much as she like hers. Yeah, I, 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 kinda, I feel like that's kind of why... I would try not. I would try my hardest not to put myself. I, as a grown man nowadays, I kind of know I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I have to face that awkward moment. Because once again, if I'm inviting you out and like I'm telling you to meet me here or whatever, or we're kind of like like let's say say we're out. We're like let's say you're texting somebody and you know y'all just having a conversation and like y'all both getting out of work at the same time and you're like hey you know you want to hit up a happy hour spot? Oh okay cool. Y'all both met the happy hour spot together just kind of spurring on for real for real. Come on, man. That's two separate tabs. Yeah. And if you decide to combine those tabs, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? So it's it really it, it's really hard nowadays. It's a thin line. Yeah, it's it's hard nowadays because people just don't they don't clarify shit. But once again, it goes back to what I was talking about the other week. Like communication, man. Everybody communicates differently, and you know this word may mean something else to another person. You know, it's, even though I love my definitions, everybody is not is. You know, they're not as terminology strict as I am sometimes. Right. I try not to use words loosely. But hey, 
Speak with a purpose. I would hope so. No. I would really hope so. Just don't be filling empty space. Woo. You got to still explain to me this. Um, you said your grandma said, um, too old a coon to be conned. I still, that, that still baffles my mind. Like, what does that mean? So, it's, it's basically, it's basically falls in line with those cliches, a hard head, make a soft ass. I get that. One of, one of those. So, basically, we're, we're having this conversation about somebody, you know how old people are always paranoid. Somebody trying to pull the wool over her eyes or trying to say they're doing something that they're really not doing. And so, to her, it's like, you know, but I'm too old of a coon to be conned. So you're not gonna just trick me into it, and then, I from 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 conversations I've had with her throughout my life, I notice that in her generation, it's common for them to call each other coons, and call, uh, similar to how we call each other nigga. Ah, oh, okay, it, it, okay. It's a correlation to that, like like they'll, I guess how, how guys will call my nigga and girls say that's my bitch, kind of like. That's their that's their slang, I guess you that can call it. That probably was like sixties, fifties type of terminology. If basically because black people probably fifties or sixties. Yeah, because yeah. black people, you know, they, we have the we have the chitlin effect. We turn the bad into good. Right. And so people start probably saying cool. Okay, I understand that. But when I whenever I think of uh you ever seen uh Zootopia? Mm-hmm. You see well who was the um it was it was the rabbit and it was a fox, right? Yeah. Slides a fox. But a lot of times in my mind, if you took the fox out of that and put a raccoon in there, it would have still made sense because raccoons have that, um, how, how do I say this, like that cliche background of kind of being thieves. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I kind of feel like, you know, this, if you've seen Zootopia, you know how to type of, he was, he was a hustler. Right. And I kind of feel like I say you could see a raccoon in that. And I was thinking maybe uh, coons in their day and age was just uh, terminology for slickster. And he was like, you know, like I say, you, you can't fool the fool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's one of the things I say all the time. So I was saying. Slicker than a can of oil. There you go. So, but I, I, I get that. I get that, though. But uh, speaking of coons. Okay. I like that transition there, oh, sir. Oh, definitely. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. I'm awake this time. Okay. See, last week he I was both... halfway sleeping malnourished. And that show, that show just wouldn't. I just wasn't there all the way. Our, our listeners think that show is great. Oh, man. By the way. I, I don't. Okay. It's on, it's on pace to be. Never mind. Oh, Lord. Never mind. Jesus help I'm going to let you live. Samuel Jackson's comments, and you know how much I hate to, you know gossiping and talk about celebrity shit, but uh, I'm still on that celebrity or cancer. Sh- I'm still on that. Yeah, and that's your quest. Because I gotta let I gotta wake people up. I'm a, I'm gonna start with Sam. Talk about Daniel is a British, you know, black person, or I don't know how they term it, but at the end of the day, if you really, 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 really think about it. Who's closer to Africa? Uh, Great Britain. I'm just saying, like, so. Uh, yeah, well. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just not saying, a big if, geography buff, but I would guess if I, I had to guess. I mean, clearly, you know what I'm saying? They're on the eastern side of the world, and we're over here on the western side of the world. And all I'm saying is, Samuel Jackson kind of has, if you really want to look at Samuel Jackson's track record, he's he got to where he is right now. Off of kind of hobnobbing with the white people, and you know, like Sam Jack is token Negro. He is. It's he like is. it's like Sam Jack, Morgan Freeman, then maybe Will. They are. Morgan and Will might switch out a little bit. They token Negro. They lighten Sam up a lot, bro. They lighten Sam up a lot. The thing that the thing that I related to the most with Dan was how he says, and, and, and when he says that where he comes from, people were saying he was too black. 
I'm like, shit, they would have said the same thing here. It's just that once they figure out that you're British, they're like, oh, now you're not black enough. It's only, it, it, it lets you already, it let, it, I'm not going to say it's, it, it's only, but it lets you realize that outside of Africa, as far as we know, it seems like everywhere else has this mentality of levels of blackness. Like, yeah. what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you're You didn't black, struggle like I struggled. Yeah. You didn't have to go through what I went Like, through. really, like, the only people that can really say that are people that are strongly mixed. Like, Kaepernick, Jesse Williams, Jordan Peele. You know what I'm saying? Like, those three guys right there, Tiger Woods. Like, theirs, their type of black struggle was different because they were able to tread the line. But if you... If, black, even about treading the line... You probably stood out on both sides too. Exactly. You're and not I, quite one, and you're not quite the other. And if you told me if, if Tiger Woods was born up in my neighborhood and somebody said he wasn't black enough, they would actually be right because he's not black enough. Like it, it won't make sense. Yeah, we trying to hoop Tiger over here playing golf. Like, oh, nah, nah. But to say somebody that is as dark as me is closer to Africa, is from the eastern side of the, of the globe, to say he's not black enough, to say he's he's British, so he doesn't know the struggle. Well, let me tell you something. When Jimi Hendrix went over in, in the 60s, when he was going over there to London because he wasn't getting any love in America because they said that he was playing a white man's music. In the 60s, Jimi Hendrix, one of the coldest motherfuckers ever to touch a guitar, black people on black radio stations didn't want to play him because he, they felt he was playing music for the white man. So he goes over to London. And what happens in London? He still gets treated like... Oh, you're a nigga. You're trying to play our music. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like that nigga was taking L's all over. He, was like, <laughs> he couldn't fit anywhere. I'm, you know? And that's what contributed to his success because of the fact that no matter what you said about Jimmy, his talent was off the fucking chain. You know, a lot of people say that, you know, Jimmy was never like the like the the activist type, but at the same time, a lot go it's, a lot of his success is owed to the fact that he tread the line as well, but he was a black dude. You know what I'm saying? He tread the line as well, but it just goes to show that the mentality in London, the mentality in America, it, it didn't matter, bro. Like, racism is pretty much any is everywhere. And if you really dig deep into it, you know, if over there in uh, Europe, one of the most racist places you can go to is Northern Ireland. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, speaking of St. Patrick's if, Day. Like, if, you're not, if you're not from there, regardless of black, white, or other, if you're not from there. They will fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like to say that Daniel doesn't know racism or something like that or doesn't know the struggle. Yeah, he may not know the American struggle, which is, in all honesty, like I seen something the other day where somebody was talking about um, y'all talk about black people have a crab in the bucket mentality. But at the end of the day, the, uh, why is the crab in the bucket? That's not even his blah, blah, blah. Uh, shut all that shit up. Let me tell you something. <laughs> We say black people have a crab in the bucket mentality is because once they get into that bucket, unfortunately, they're, they're in that bucket. That's reality. They're in that bucket. There is no, I'm finna help niggas out. It's that one crab tries to go up and pull them back down. That's a crab in the bucket mentality. So all that fly rhetoric that motherfuckers trying to throw out there right now, it's nonsense. You know what the shit means. And you know that shit, that shit spreads across the United States. Black people have a crap in the bucket mentality depending on their, you know, their status, you know, and more than likely, I mean, you don't know, like I said, like I said last week, you don't know a lot of black people that are really, are really willing to reach back and help the next nigga out, bro. Like, if you ain't grow up with them, it ain't your blood, and that shit don't even matter sometimes, niggas that you ain't just close to, you ain't trying to help them niggas out, and we go, we know plenty of stories 
Jay Z named Dash. A niggas that uh, <laughs> a niggas that you know come up together and they just eventually kind of just leave each other because being black ain't enough. And then sometimes you having a hard enough time to put yourself on. True that. True that. True that. I, like I wish I could reach down there and grab your baby bro, but I'm hard. I'm, I'm struggling, struggling trying too. to get her too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just it was for me for him Sam to say that to me it was just nonsense. And I was just like like I was telling somebody today. In all honesty, if you really, really look at entertainment and you look at some of the biggest movies, some of the biggest stars, some of the best writers in American history, a lot of them not even from here. Charlie Chaplin, Alfred Hitchcock. Look at the last few movies that we had to the blockbusters. Quick question. What's up? What do they say about Idris Elba? They don't say nothing about Idris Elba because they <laughs> like the way he looks. They feel that he's sexy, so it's it's okay. He gets a pass. You know what I'm saying? Like, but even with that, like a lot of a lot of successful. British actors or even Canadian, once they come to America and they break that, uh, they break that uh, barrier. They if they make it out here, of course they're gonna be phenomenal. Look at Drake. Drake is not from here, but if you make it in America, bro, you can make it anywhere. And at the end of the day, when you make it in America, somebody like Drake makes it in America, you're taking away sort of. It's almost like Trump looks at it like a bunch of immigrants come over here and taking our jobs. Shit, the motherfuckers are technically. You know, they're immigrants. They're coming over here. They're taking our jobs. Like, they've taken plenty of our Oscars. Yeah. They've taken plenty. Like, they've taken, like, they've taken Grammys. Adele, Amy Winehouse, Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, it's a little bit of jealousy in there. You know, because it's like, damn. They came to your house and was better at your game than you were. And and if you really look at history and you really look at how, how theater is, they are better than us. British Shakespeare, like, come on, man! Like, it's almost like theater was birthed there. They're just better than us. Our, our uh, biggest movies, which are superhero movies right now, the leading roles are British people, like Chris Hemsworth, Thor, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Come on, man! Doctor Strange, or <laughs> one of our favorites, Wolverine. He's fucking Canadian. It's like, come on, man! Wait, wait. Hugh Jackson is. I thought he was Australian. Oh, my bad. I said Canadian. <laughs> Australian. Come on. He's actually playing a Canadian. Because, yeah. you know, Wolverine's Canadian. But, come on. Exactly. That's my point. Like, you, you, can you be mad? Yeah, but at the same time, you just got to, you got to notice that. It's some envy. It's some envy there. You just got to stop caring. You like, got to stop caring. Straight up. Where is this person from? What they look like? Whatever. I don't care. He, he looks like me. It's cool. It's fine. Like, I feel like I, he, he black, bro. He in America trying to do, like, they, they accept Trevor Noah. Like with ease, like, and he talks about racism all the time. And, and he's, he's not from, from here; he's from South Africa. And he South dealt, Africa, you know, he dealt with racism. I don't knock Trevor Noah, but at the same time, I kind of feel like, bro, like if I if, if people ain't saying nothing about you not being, you know, black or you, you don't know the struggle here, but you're always talking about racism. Come on, man, one of our biggest. Um, but the thing about Trevor Noah when he talks about racism, it's not like oh, people are racist against me. He's like he. He part, he points out the hypocrisy in it a lot. That's yeah. what I noticed from it. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot of well, but you do this like like the hypocrisy of it all is where he pretty his much, stance is. Pretty much. And to end on that note, one of our our biggest late night show hosts is fucking British man. Like what's his name? James Corden. He's mm-hmm. fucking taking over. He's basically Letterman and carpool karaoke. Come shit. on, you know, like, <laughs> like, like we like you can't you can't be mad at the fact that they're just good at what they do. You can like you just have to step your game up. Really, real talk. I mean, and, and, and even on that note, like speaking of hypocrisy, like <clears throat> I seen the uh, Snoop Dogg and Donald Trump video, and like I see so many people out there like 
Donald Trump flip-flopping, flip-flopping, doing this and doing that. I'm just trying to figure out what did Donald Trump do to incite Snoop Dogg pointing a fake gun at him in the video? What did Donald Trump say initially before that? He said nothing. 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 He never said anything about Snoop Dogg. Like like that clip you sent me, you know, he praised he, him he on the apprentice. Snoop Dogg. Like, as far as we know, he, he ain't had no problem with Snoop Dogg. As far Dogg. as we know, they, they go back. Come on. like And they do. But all of a sudden, this hate Trump wave, everybody wants to jump on. Jump on. It's like, Snoop, man, you better than that, bro. Like, you don't need to do this in order to, to remain relevant. Like, this shit's corny to me. Yeah. Like, I didn't get it. Like, and people act like YG ain't running around with a fuck Donald Trump song right now. Like, like it's we get it. Y'all hate Trump. Okay, whatever. Because at the end of the day, it's a double standard for blacks, too. Because if Kid Rock or, or Fred Durst had a video where they was hanging Obama. Oh, we'd be, we'd be outraged. We'd be in the streets tearing up shit. It's like, come on, man. Like Even if it wasn't a video, it just had a song or a statement. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. I, we know white people did that shit. They was lynching Obama, blah, blah, blah. But once again, why stoop to their level? And, and then even <laughs> with that, there were so many... Professionals that got fired for saying bad stuff about Obama. It was. Bad stuff about the, about the um, first lady. And the, tw- and the girls. And the girls. People get fired for making these public statements. And then, now people are making them against Trump. And it's not like, eh, well, yeah. Fuck Trump. That's fired. how it is. It's like, but if you say fuck Obama, you're racist. But see, the thing is, it people get away with it because you're still treating Trump like a celebrity. You treat Trump like a celebrity, but then you treat Obama, the black president, like he handicapped like or something. Savior. Yeah, like, 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 like he's like, handicapped. Like that's he's what handicapped. they do. Like, oh, don't, don't, you can't talk about him. He's black. You know, come on, man. It's precious. Like, come on, bro. Like, I don't give a, like, white people going to be racist. It's nothing new. And like, it's it's plenty, I'm telling you, bro, it's plenty of celebrities, bro, that was elbow to elbow, shoulder to shoulder with Donald Trump when he was just Donald Trump. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they... They, I guess they, they, he, they, he speaks his mind. They hear who he really is, and all of a sudden he's the president. So they hate him. But I can, I can go down a list of white celebrities that have said racist shit, and they still hang on black celebrities. Mel Gibson, uh, Mark Wahlberg. You know, come, come on, man. Let's be serious. Like y'all picking and choosing who y'all want to beef with, just out of the fact that it's the wave, it's the cool thing to do. And that's all I see nowadays is a bunch of followers that aren't thinking for themselves anymore. They're just doing what they think is cool. This generation is full of sheep. It is annoying as fuck. I'm telling you, I just be like, whatever. Who cares? So, so, something else that I caught in the Hillary news. still called niggas super predators, but... <laughs> but you want her to be the president Come on, still. man. Something else I caught in the news this week. Uh, LeVar Ball. He got the one son that's in, in at UCLA. He got the other one, the other two that play basketball, Chino Hills. They're... Supposed to be. I, I think you're reading my mind. You know, when the, before the show ended, I was going to actually say something about him. Like, I was going to say, uh, go ahead and let you say what you got to say. So he, he comes out, he talks about how he could have beat Jordan in his heyday mm-hmm. and all that. Just just some, some ludicrous stuff. But hell, I don't know what his skills were like in his heyday. So he might 2.2, have. 2.2. He might have. He sounds like Skip Bayless then. But, um. You know what 2.2 is, right? Yeah. Okay. So he made the comment where, that his son was better than Steph Curry. People crucified him for that. Mm-hmm. Why would I sit there and tell my son, nah, you ain't, you good, but you not Steph Curry good. Why would I sit there and put a roof, or uh, what, what Michael Jordan say, the, the, the ceiling is the roof? Why would I sit there and I put a ceiling on my son's talent and say, mm-hmm. you will never be this good? Mm-hmm. 
take it back to, to our episode, um, Drunk Enough to Think I'm Cute, mm-hmm. when we talked about hanging up the kids' artwork to show them how, how much the creativity you know, level we value yeah. what, they, what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. Why is this man supposed to tear his child down and say, you can't be better than Steph Curry. You can be anything but better than Steph Curry. Like, why is that a limit? Why would why would why would society want that from the sports aspect or anything? Why? I was talking to JJ and I was telling him that I felt Lavar Ball was like a, a dumb dude and he was like a thug and I was like his his kids kind of need to distance himself. And that was only based off shit that I read. Basically, biased news. I feel like people always say fake news, but it's biased news. Because at the end of the day, I was reading it from a perspective of, look at the, look at what this nigga saying now. But then I actually got to see this dude talk. And as a father, I'm like, hold on. There's nothing wrong with what this dude saying. Like He's, he's proud he, of his kids. He's proud of his fucking kids. And he wants the best for his kids. And you know what's funny? You ain't used to black dads. This is true. You know what I'm saying? So when you see a black dad doing what a black dad is doing... Like, it's like, oh, my God, what is he doing? He's, it's not right. He shouldn't be saying this. But you're only saying this because half the people that y'all praise and the athletes y'all look up to, they're single, they come from single-parent homes. You know, so some, are, some, you're, you're greatest, LeBron James. some of our greatest black athletes came from single-parent homes. And he's one of the few. They, these guys are going to be one of the few that didn't. Like, I mean, I understand my, Michael Jordan's dad was there. But, I mean, Iverson, LeBron, like, it's it's crazy. And, and then at the end of the day, their fathers were like kind of like backed off. Even Steph Curry, like we know Derrick Curry's his dad, but Derrick Curry's backed off. He's quiet. You know what I'm saying? So we yeah. don't know what type of duty he is. We're actually getting we to don't, see We didn't see Derrick Curry when Steph was at Davidson. We didn't see him. Exactly. Oh, but we're talking seeing about this how, guy, how good his son was. A proud black father. And it's like people are reacting to it how I reacted to it when I saw the bias part. I'm thinking this nigga is a clown. This nigga's an idiot. But then I'm like, hold on. I'm sitting there. With my broke arm son, <laughs> like, and I'm like telling him like once you once you get the cast off, get back to work because if you want to be great, that's what you got to do, and and I will never tell my son, you know, you you you'll never be better than Westbrook, you'll never be better than this. I will tell my son realistically, if you don't work hard enough, then you will you won't be better. But you, he feels his kids work hard enough, mm-hmm. and they're gonna be better. And then if his son gets out there and Steph Curry busts his ass. You don't say, oh, well, I told you you weren't better than Steph Curry. It's like, all right, he got you tonight. Get you got to see him again. Yeah, yeah. You got to see him again. I mean, he's going to probably go to L.A., so they're going to see each other four times a year. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I, I respect the man. I think he's I think he's a little extra, but I think a lot of black people are extra. He he, he, he sounds like typical black dad. Yeah, you know. He, he sounds like you're going to sit down and play dumb nose. He's going to talk mad shit talk the mad whole shit. game, whether he's winning or losing. White America doesn't see that black dad enough. Because when you see a black person on TV, you see Sam Jackson, you see Morgan Freeman, Will Smith, kind of watered down. You don't see... In, in my mind, I'm trying to run through and think of what, what black dads are in the spotlight promoting their kids, and I'm I'm not seeing it. And, and, and the best, and I, I, I want to say the last... When you think of Cosby, Fresh Prince, you know what I'm saying, them shows, you didn't get a real black dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got a black dad, but it wasn't that authentic... Middle, like lower, the, a little bit lower the than the closest you get was Terry Crews. On, he, he was spot on. He was spot on almost. Everybody there. hates Chris. Yeah, he was That's about as close as you get. But then you got Denzel and Fences just now, and I'm guessing he, he was, was pretty black. He, he was pretty yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But white, the white, white, like, dog, the media is hilarious, bro. You got to understand something. We live in a country where the most vilified dictator is Hitler. 
You know, you know where I'm going with this, right? Continue. He's the most vilified dictator because he killed six million Jews. Six million. He's responsible for the death of six million. You know how many Stalin was responsible for? How many Stalin was responsible? Over fifty million. We don't hear shit about that. This dude was responsible for the deaths of fifty million during the Gulag era, era, and all we still hear about is Hitler. Hitler's not even the worst. He ain't even the worst. So I. So why is we always so fascinated on calling people Nazis and Hitler when we really should be calling them Reds and Soviets and, and communists? Because the worst is Stalin and nobody ever says anything. And he graced the the time, what was the Time Magazine Man of the Year? He graced the cover just like like Hitler and Trump. And Trump ain't going to come close to what they're going to come on, man. In his day and age, it's not going to happen. But for some reason, the media loves to portray things in their favor to make it to make it just seem like hey it is what it is but that just lets you know how much Jewish control we have in America like Nick Cannon was saying but if you sleep you ain't paying attention like that, Nick Cannon was saying the type of shit to get him killed it's, he should be happy he just lost his job but the way he he said it I felt a lot of Chris Rock in it though but he's just not Chris Rock what a quote an episode that you what did Chappelle say about the Pill Brothers remember I said he said they were stealing his style or what did you say yeah that's what you do, bro. Like, you're going to imitate the great. Like, that's what you do. And Chris Rock is great. Yeah. And it I, was a lot of Chris Rock in this time. Chris, Chris Rock didn't didn't have the contract that Nick Cannon had. Oh, no. Nah. Man, Nick Cannon is walking away with a lot of money right now. So, for Tyra to come through, Tyra hungry. That's And that's why he applauded her. He's like, you know, go go get it. Yeah, you hungry. Like, what you what has Tyra done in the last two, three years? I mean, she's doing, like, ATM is America's next top model still hey, going on? I, I don't know. I know she doesn't. Well, she might still have a TV show. I don't. I, don't I think she's. I think she's. TV. I think she's on vacation right so, now. She's, I, don't, I don't know. She's eager to get a job. Yeah, she has a personality. A, a prime time job like that? Oh yeah, she got a personality. I don't think she can be wearing makeup though. Is she? She she don't no makeup shit too. Huh? I don't know. Oh, well, anyways, we seen Alicia Keys at, at the rodeo. How she look with no makeup? She looks like Alicia Keys to me. Cool, cool. Yeah. I, I hate the fact that every time I die. I'll go over to her page and like people still be like bashing her for for taking Swiss beats away from old girl. People still be bashing her for that shit, bro. Like she made that, that choice on her own. I didn't realize that fucked up her. Like that kind of did kind of fuck up her career though. It, it, she took a hiatus, but it's kind of like it's not like she just put a spell on Swiss beats. Like he plays a part, of, and that's what I hate when people cheat, especially married people. You get mad at the person they cheating with. Your husband knew he was married. Your wife knew she was married. He made the decision like, like for this, a reason. This was a joint decision that these people made. And why but he, did, was he with her while he was married? Or did, uh, or, or, did, or was it know. like... Yeah, because I never understood. Like I thought they were having a rough patch, and then he ventured off to all these keys, and they got finally got divorced. I, I don't know the specifics of it, but just because I think they were both both people from the spotlight... And then you insert insert a third person from the spotlight. Who is the spotlight? Uh, what's her name like? What's her exactly. Name? Mashonda? Exactly. Is that her name? Exactly. That's what her name was. She, who, who the fuck knows? She was. I don't know who the hell she was. Anyways, I forgot. I might have just gave her a career. <laughs> She's did. welcome. You did. She's welcome. I don't know what her name is. <laughs> she wasn't as big as Alicia Keys or Chris. <sighs> but that's the same things with, um, what was it, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. And you put Jamie Foxx in there. And they was looking at Jamie Foxx like, oh, I can't believe he did that. Tom's his friend and everything. Katie Holmes, she was in the sunken place. I wish I had a cup <laughs> with a spoon right now so I could clean Jamie it a little that, bit. Jamie put that magic on it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because Tom Cruise got more money than Jamie, Jamie Foxx, bro. It has to. Tom, Tom Cruise got that. I mean, just um, simply because he's white. But I think, in the long run, I think in the long run, 
Jamie Foxx with the music and the royalties and all that shit. I don't know. I mean, he he do got an Oscar. Jack, Tom Cruise doesn't. Who's that? Um, that woman from um, King of Queens, um, Leah Remini or something like that. She when she was in Scientology, I seen. Did, did you send me that with her and Joe Rogan, where she was telling? Oh yeah, talking about, about how, was, yeah, yeah, how they have like like Tom Cruise and John Travolta have like the green light to actually kill people, man. And then they'll come clean that up for them, and it's like it never happened, like. That shit's scary, bro. Bro, I Joe have, Rogan, he's he on some other shit, bro. Like I haven't I studied anything I'm, about Scientology to know what goes on. It. I don't even want my computer to even see <laughs> social for it because I don't want no problem. <laughs> Just like I don't look up anything on Islam, I don't want no problems. <laughs> I don't need the feds coming to my house because I'm trying to figure out something. No, nah, leave it. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm, I'm starting. I got a Scientology church like a mile from me. Really? Yeah. By the uh, if I by the racing trail I go to, it's a Scientology church right across the street. How much cost to get in? <laughs> Dang, I I don't got no I ain't got that type of money. I don't have it, but it's it is in a rich area. So most rich people are Scientologists, which <laughs> so you have to be rich to be a Scientologist. I'll be honest with you, man. I don't know how rich people operate, but they happen to they they are affiliated with Scientology, man. You know, it's like you get to a certain level of rich, and then Scientology starts sending you stuff in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I see you getting your credit right. There's a black Scientologist out there, uh, Usher. He's a black Scientologist. Is he really? Yeah, Usher's his, his well, his his son is a his, he has a son, right? Usher, the confession baby, right? He had a baby. Usher, yeah, I think he has kids. Yeah, he has a kid. Yeah, Scientologist. He's like he wanted him to start something new or whatever. But that did get my mind to thinking, like, um, you know, honestly, how do successful people operate? Like, you know, like. Like, I kind of see people on day-to-day always, you know, when I'm looking at posts and stuff, people are always talking about happiness and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I mean, is success, are successful people, we kind of know successful people aren't always happy. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think, like, in conclusion, everybody wants to be happy. So with that being said, I mean... When you already got to that point in your life when you're happy, like what what is your day to day like? You know what I'm saying? Like, what how does that really? Do you know how that looks? Like, do you think you are around people that are naturally happy all the time, or you just think that's sort of a myth and everybody's just trying to reach for something that's not that's non-existent? Everybody that's around me is always depressed as shit. And do you think that's normal? To the point where yes, I do think that's normal because it seems to be what everybody is like. Especially everybody hang out work is always complaining about something, yeah. not necessarily their home life, but kind of complaining about the job. And me, I think my job may not be the most exciting job in the world, but I think it's a decent job. Yeah, you know, me and me and the fellas will have some laughs, but then some people in the room is like always complain. I don't know why they make us do this. It's so much work and stuff like that. And I granted, I do have a lot of work. I do do a lot of work. Some stuff I have to do on the weekends and everything, but. As compared to what I would have to do somewhere else, like even like working on the weekend, period. That's just something I don't do. Like shovel shit? Yeah, <laughs> shovel <laughs> shit. Like, I don't know, but what's shit shoveling paying these days? It's, it's, a, fair, it's a fair wage. You can, all, you can always get a part-time job. I, I, I work alongside. I mean, I, I deal with a garbage a garbage truck uh, hauler, and they, they make some pretty good money. They make more money than me. Got to. They, both, I mean, they do drive trucks, and shit is dangerous. But as, as far as... Like I, I do think it. I think the majority of society is. I'm not gonna say sad, but it's like frustrated or stressed or anything. That's why, like, when I see people who are actually doing stuff that they love, 
like it's an exciting moment for them, and, and, see, and it's exciting for me because like I see them it's like oh you you love being a photographer, you have to taking pictures, and mm-hmm. you you know you write articles and everything. That's dope. That's mm-hmm. so dope. I got a homeboy that does landscaping, and that's like something he likes to do. He mm-hmm. likes to take your backyard and then make it into something that is art. Yeah, art basically. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, that's that's so dope. Like that's something that you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I find, but you don't see those people all the time. You see people who's like, I needed a job. They were hiring. I'm gonna always need a job. I'm here till they fire me, <laughs> or till or till they piss me off, and I try to move on. Damn. But I'm gonna go from job to job. I'm not gonna. Like, a lot of people don't chase their dream, and therefore, they end up stressed and wow. frustrated in their situations. Hmm. I, I, I imagine my brother, you know, he, he he's a musician. I, I imagine that maybe 85% of the year, he's pretty much in a good mood. And then the other 15%, it's probably like reality, like, damn, I got to pay this bill and shit like that. That 15% living in a first world country to me is probably what a lot of people are probably striving for. To mm-hmm. where the, the only true worry is... Damn, I had this hundred dollars. I really wanted to buy something elsewhere, but I gotta pay this light bill. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when you reach that point to where you know, oh, I can't go to the movies this week. You know what I'm saying? But you next week, I know I'm gonna be good next week. You know, like I kind of feel like that's realistic happiness. And and the reason it really, I seen, I saw Nicki Minaj of Nicki Minaj post where she was like, man, why? She basically was like, why is everybody so mad and depressed and blah blah? And I think one of the uh, tweeters uh, retweeted back like, bitch, we ain't rich. Like, <laughs> that's why we mad. That's why we mad. Like, and it I'm just broke, got, nigga. I'm broke. <laughs> basically, and it just got been realized. I mean, realistically, I mean, one out of ten people maybe can really just walk around and just do whatever the hell they want, and. In, in all honesty, that person may not still, you know, they might not even be happy, you know what I'm saying? Because that eventually, being able to do whatever you want all the time and, and just having that luxury all the time, you probably get so used to it, you find something to complain about. I feel like that's first world nature, to find something to complain about. And um, I laugh at that because it's like, damn, like I kind of, lately, I kind of find myself, you know, like, I always talk about Lorenz Tate now. He's stress free and he still looks twenty. He still looks twenty six. <laughs> he still looks like Love Jones. Man, they still look like Love Jones for real, bro. They did just had an anniversary not so long ago. Yeah, Love Jones turned twenty this week. Wow, and he he looks twenty. He looks, <laughs> he looks like Love Jones. Like Love Jones just happened yesterday. That shit crazy though. But I mean, I bring him up to say like I kind of feel like he's just living that life where even though he's not that big black celebrity on the screen all the time and everybody's seeing him. He's still happy because, I mean, I think, I imagine he's happy. I like to pretend he's happy because. Because <laughs> he looks young? Because he, he looks young. That's, that's the one reason. But also because, I mean, when you see him, he's smiling, bro. Like, and he not even big no more. He's just, he's Lorenz Tate. Like, like Lorenz Tate can go outside in some places and go, pump, he could probably go to, like, Whole Foods or whatever. And just be, and be, be just up. And just be Lorenz Tate. But then again, he could go somewhere else and be like, oh, shit, it's Lorenz Tate in the spot. Which is not going to happen too much that often these days because, you know, millennials and, you know, this younger generation doesn't really. They he he really, going to be, he going to be, he gonna be an old folks spot. Pretty much. Yeah. And he could just slide in there with no issues, you know what I'm saying? But I, that, I, I was just thinking about that. I just kind of feel I th- like I think it's important. It, I think it goes hand in hand with people not taking control of their own happiness. Like people will sit around and well, I'm I'm waiting for this person to do this to make me happy, or I'm waiting for this job offer to come through to make me happy, or I'm waiting for this thing to happen in the universe to make me happy. When it's 
all about why don't you just go out there and, and get it? Why don't you just go out there and make you make yourself happy? Because it's like you're living your life for this one person or for this one job or for this one opportunity or this one situation. Like, oh, when I won the lottery, I'll be happy. You're living your life waiting for this one thing to happen. But this is the only life that you got. Only life that you got. So when you sit here and you wait and you put put away months, weeks, years, days, however you won't won't break it down. And you're not being happy because you're waiting for something to happen. Then what are you really doing? Bullshitting, procrastinating, playing the victim. That's all it is. When people put themselves in a position where they can blame anybody else but themselves, a lot of times they're just they're just taking that victimhood mentality and they're running with it. I could just use the the a fictional story of Pinocchio. I mean, he was a freaking puppet, you know what I'm saying? And he still went out there <laughs> and tried to to make something of his life because he wanted to be a real boy so bad. Nothing held him back. He got into some shit. But guess what? Nothing held Pinocchio back. As crazy, as ridiculous as this metaphor is, it's still just to show you that no matter who you are and where you are, whatever your situation is, once you have that free will to do what you need to do to be happy, it's on you. You can't blame anybody else. Like I was telling those church people that stopped me outside your house. (laughs) I I seen that because I was like, damn, I left my computer in the car. So I go to get the computer. I was like, damn, I, I know we buzzed him in the gate. So I walked down and I said, oh. Okay, and I was I wanted him to go the other way, but I was like, maybe he needs saving. But then it's like, then you ask him a question, it's like, nah, he on his own. Oh no, no, I I enjoyed talking to them because they gave me this story about God's design, how everybody's brought in this brokenness, and then they drew these squiggly lines, and they're like, uh, this the people that are in this brokenness are always trying to find a way that isn't Jesus. And eventually they have to understand to turn and go follow Jesus. And I'm, I'm sitting there listening to him and I'm, I'm, I'm hearing him and I'm, I'm feeling his euphoria. And I, I can tell he's like, you know, he's telling me about He's his devoted past. to it. He, yeah, he really feels it. He's telling me about, basically, I can just hear his, he has this, how do I say, you can hear his motivation that is motivated by the utopia that he's going to end up in one day if he follows Jesus. I respect that. And I and I, but at the end of the day, he was asking me something about, do you feel that you are ready to make Jesus responsible for your life? And I'm just sitting there like, you know, hey, at the end of the day, you know, I don't mind that. But for me to just sit here and say, I, I'm driving 80 down the freeway and I'm gonna just let Jesus take the wheel is ridiculous. Like I'm gonna die. Like my, my mom <laughs> says, Jesus gives you faith, but he also gives you common sense. And I like to think I'm one of the people that have some common sense. I may not have a lot of common sense, but I got some common sense. And I, I'm the type of person that I tell you all the time, like I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the most religious person in the world because I'm a true believer in no matter what, I'm on earth. I'm dealing with humans. I'm, I'm on earth, but I'm not of this earth, meaning I'm not going to conform to the to the realities of this world because I think, one, I think a lot of this shit is corny out here. And I also think that a lot of people that get so consumed in materialism, they end up, they're the ones that end up being super unhappy. And, and with that being said, I've, so many religious people have turned me away at times because they have this sort of toxic behavior 
to kind of put themselves on a pedestal because they feel like they're closer to God or closer to Jesus or whatever. And I don't want to be, I don't ever want to come off as that type of person. You can call me a smart ass, you can call me an asshole all you want, but you can never look at me and feel that I think that I'm better than you because of this. Because I, I say it all the time, I don't think I'm better than anybody. But I know for a fact that a lot of religious people that I come across have that tendency to feel like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm closer to the Lord than you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go to heaven. You're gonna die. And go to hell. Like, yeah, that's kind of without my help. You know, either. like that's why I'm always kind of defensive when somebody says, you know, oh, I'll pray for you. It's like, hold on. What is your prayer gonna do for me that I don't need to do for myself? Like, I'm aware of my flaws. Mm-hmm. I don't need you praying for me in order to like, like, what are you praying for me for? Because you want, you want to pray for my actions to benefit you. You know what I'm saying? Or, or in, in this instance, you see that I'm going through some kind of struggle and you feel that uh, from this one story that you're better than me, that whatever you can do for me is going to help me more. But then I can tell you, yeah, you know, I'm going through this. My car just got repossessed, but I hit the lottery last night, so I sent it back. I let it go mm-hmm. get repossessed yeah, because yeah. I'm finna go get something better. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're praying for me and it's like, my prayer's already been answered. And, and me being a logical person, as mean as this may sound, but I mean, first of all, I mean, you're not, these people that say they're going to pray for you, they're not Jesus. They're not pastors. They're not bishops or anything like that. It'd be regular, average, even, everyday even, people. Even, even them. Pastors. I'm just saying, even them. But you're telling me you're going to pray for me, but are you really going to pray for me? Because a lot of people say that. And they don't even pray for you. They, they, they just say they that. They just to, say it. To, because it's, it's, usually it's a condescending way of saying, you know, I feel sorry for you. And people don't like to admit that, you know, and it's fine. It's fine. I don't I don't got no grudges with these people, but people do have the mentality of, I'm going to pray for you. And that's just an empty quote. It's just an empty statement. And I think people need to reevaluate themselves and then before they leave saying not, that. And give you a second thought. No, or they go yeah. and spread the gossip that you just told them about your life. Girl, I just ran in the well. Let me tell you what's going on in his life. But you was going to pray for me. Though. You was going to pray for me. You know what I'm saying? But you are of this earth now. You've conformed to the natural uh, desires of gossip. Like that old dude that I had sent you the uh, other day when he posted that Meek Mill post. And it was uh, that, big, that, that disgusting typo. And I'm like, this dude is so eager to post gossip that he's just Twitter fingers. Yeah. Like, dude. Oh, like, messed up the whole caption. Relax. The shit that you're, the gossip that you're about to post is about to be posted by a hundred thousand other social media sites, a hundred thousand other news networks. You're not posting anything special. That's why I have a tendency to sort of lightly bash people that just gossip ninety five percent of the time because it's just like you just gossiping. You're not letting me. You're not teaching me nothing new. You're just talking about everyday bullshit that I don't care about. Like you're, if you're going to wake up in the morning, hopefully. When you when you when your day starts, your goal is to to teach somebody something new or bring something new into the world to inspire somebody to do something special. Gossip doesn't do that. No, you know, but it is what it is. Anyways, last uh, last but not least, um, have you heard about the voting age? No, no, no. They're trying to drop it to seventeen, and within them saying that. I was like, huh, and I, I was on my way to work, and I heard them saying, and I'm like, damn, I, I couldn't hear all of it. So I go, you know, I jump on it, and I'm like, voting age 17, and then I'm looking back further and further. I'm like, damn, the voting age used to be 21. I didn't know that. I didn't either. You know, and, and when I saw the voting age used to be 21, I was like, huh, it kind of makes sense to, you know, you know why America was how it was, because 
most of the people making the big decisions were people that were probably on the way out of college, people that were actually adults. And, you know, it was a lot different. You know, it just made sense. But then you drop it down to 18 and you kind of see the way the world has went. Yeah. You know, and to drop it down to 17 to me is could cause, could cause more of a demise. I don't know. But I, th- I kind of feel like it's in America, you're not letting a 17 year old smoke or drink. He doesn't have any real responsibility, so but you're giving him the responsibility to say, you know, I want him to vote. Mm-hmm. I just kind of feel like that's crazy. Uh, I I think they probably it's something that probably did studies, and it was kind of like, oh well, seeing that Republicans hold most of the offices right now, they probably looked at it as like, well, we're seeing that we have a lot of young up and coming Republicans. This way, if we can get the voting age dropped, it'll continue to give us power throughout. Because at seventeen, people are still a little sleep. Still. So by the time they become 21, 22, even some of those 18-year-old Democrats, two or three years later, they may they may switch over and become, you know, more libertarian maybe and more Republican. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's, the children are easy to brainwash. And since we live in a day and age where everybody everybody nowadays is almost childlike up, to, up until about 24, 25, it seems like, people are just easy to brainwash. So the younger the voting age... Obviously, the more it's going to dip, uh, it's going to because they say George Soros is the one that's funding this campaign to lower the de- uh, the voting age. And he's a huge supporter on the liberal side, the left side. And it just kind of seems like he's clearly done his study. and He knows the younger you go, the more likely they're to lean left. Like, hey, whatever. I think it's hilarious, but it is what it is. I mean, it's. The system's flawed, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> like, system all you gonna do is just flawed. continue to muck it up. But the system is sometimes you just gotta muck it up. Oh yeah, I, I was laughing at that post where he said, um, "Men who respect women are mostly single." We got in on this because I thought it's funny when I hear that. It's like men who respect women are mostly single because those guys go into the friend zone <laughs> immediately. He's so nice. He's so sweet. Drop him in the friend zone. There, there. That's where he resides. You want somebody that's gonna dog you, talk bad to you. Somebody you are gonna have to question where they are. No more. I don't I, think. I, it, I don't yeah. think the six foot. I don't think the six foot bearded nigga that's been yeah. in jail twenty times. I just. Yeah, you're right because he just has. He's like maybe five eight. And he has dreads now. <laughs> that nigga ain't got nothing going for us. So. No, 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 because he's he's dangerous. A little excitement to him. Still, still that the 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 nice guy that's single. It, it's um, it's it's security. It's safe. Opie. Opie it's don't boring. get no love, but Fonz, the Fonz does. Yeah, it, it, he's <laughs> boring because you're boring. Yeah, it makes sense. So that's all it boils down to. You're you're nice. You're boring. You know, get an attitude. Get some tattoos. And we talked about and get a gown. <laughs> <laughs> that's attitude, tattoos, gown in that order. That's how it goes. That's, Materialism at its finest. Materialism because none of that stuff tells you what that person if has If you inside. can't grow a beard, you better grow some dress. Damn. That's, that's, that is the society we live in, man. That's how, that's how I feel about it's it. It's unfortunate. And, yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's okay because if you, if, you, if you have these requirements that your man must have dreads and or he must have this kind of 
attitude and you realize or that you're beard. or beard out of all things he must have a beard it's so itchy ass beard i don't understand like i like my little what i got but i mean i see myself getting the rick ross status i think that could become a little annoying i i like my little that i got because <laughs> it took me forever to grow facial hair <laughs> <laughs> shit i didn't start growing this till i was like 28 like That's ridiculous like like if i shave right now i'm going all the way back to 18 so it's not going to happen. I might wow. trim this down a little bit because I'm, I'm working in a professional environment, but mm-hmm. I'm not going all the way because I like to look like an adult. <laughs> I mean, I understand beards add sex appeal and certain things add sex appeal, but at the end of the day, I mean, females ain't going to be beautiful forever. So you can't sit there and look at a man and think he's going to be beautiful forever. So it's just like, stop being so hooked on to looks, you know what I'm saying? Because we just... We live in a day and age where people people don't clarify well. People don't want to get to know people honestly. People people fit, people are a part of a person's life for a little chapter, and they think they know them. It's like, man, you dealt with me for about a year or two, and either I've I've grown since then. You know, you haven't been with me day to day, and like people don't understand those things. People just feel like I've dealt with you for a couple of years. I know what type of person you are, but do you really like? You don't. You don't. I mean, they're, they're, to me, honestly, you really never know a person. You, a lot of you only know what they show you. Yeah, a lot of people barely know themselves. So it's like, for you to sit here and act like you know somebody, that means you understand them. And a lot of times, you can tell between the miscommunication people have that y'all don't understand each other. So the system is broken. I, I think <laughs> I think it, in, in, some, in certain points, like if you were to be your true self, those who've actually identified who they really are, mm-hmm. To everybody in your life, mm-hmm. a lot of people would, would walk away from you. Yeah, I believe a oh, lot of people—family, yeah. friends, spouses, whoever—they would walk away from you if you've been your true, if you're being your true self. Definitely. I mean, and some, some, some of y'all's true selves is a fucked up person. Exactly. But, but yeah. I mean, I mean, no fault of your own. That's just who you are. But yeah. like, you, you wouldn't blame those people for walking, walking away from you. Yeah, I wouldn't at all, man. Yes. I wouldn't at all. But um, yeah. Words of advice. Um. I got nothing. Introduce the. Oh, okay, the my cousin, uh, House of the Hippies. Make sure you check out her YouTube vlog. You know she's on a um, hundred day hiatus from um, social networks right now. So uh, I was talking to her the other day, and I was just let her know. You know, hey, you know, drop some words of advice for your struggle right now because I get to enjoy memes every day, and she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you you are on a Snapchat hiatus. You know, people have haven't seen you working out lately. I'm on a snap. I'm on a crawfish hiatus. Uh, right. I'm on a redundancy hiatus. I ain't seen no crawfish on on Instagram, cause I don't really follow a lot of Houston people on Instagram. So that's that's lovely. Mm-hmm. I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. Let me say it one more time. Okay, <laughs> you dead ass serious? You looking at me like I eat crawfish? I think you do. I don't. No, no. I don't. Once again, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I can say it. it's crawfish was the crawfish was the 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 most minor part of it. It's just it just happened to play a part. I was like, ah, let me give it a break. Cause I mean, when I know when I come back, it's gonna be some excitement. You think so? No, nah, it's gonna be the same. <laughs> oh man, drop the words. Sometimes we forget it's really important to unplug, disconnect from everything, get off your phone, close the apps. I promise you, the shade room will still be there when you come back. It's really important to just get off of social media and to cleanse ourselves. And what I have learned from this experience is simply that I'm stronger than what I thought I was. And I say that because social media 
was a huge distraction for me. It stopped me from doing so many things. So I'd be like, oh, I'll do that later. I'm going to finish reading this article in the shade room. Oh, I'll do that later. Um, I want to, you know, make a new board on Pinterest. Or I put so much of my life off because I was so distracted by my phone that it actually held me back. So I vitally encourage everyone to disconnect, put your phone down, and live your life without having to snap it, take pictures, just live your life because we are missing moments that we will never get back. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?